everyone, and welcome to Behind the Numbers. My name is Dave Bookbinder, and I'm a managing director at B. Riley Financial. I'm also the author of the new ROI, Return on Individuals. And this is the program where we dig deeper to understand what matters most in business. And today, we're going to be talking about leadership and management with a good friend of mine, Pleased to welcome Bill Andrioni, who is TAC Financial Services Industry Leader at RSM LLP. RSM US LLP. It's a lot of letters there, but it's, it's RSM, the well-known accounting firm. How are you, Bill? I'm doing fantastic, and really appreciate you having me back again. Well, welcome back. Uh, Bill's a third-time guest here on Behind the Numbers, a big fan of the show, and I thank you for your support. And we always get some great uh, feedback from you and great insights. So why don't you just introduce yourself to folks who maybe who haven't seen your prior appearances, just so they know who you are. Yeah, sure. As Dave mentioned, I'm a, I'm a senior director with uh, RSM. Uh, our, my core focus is with the technical accounting advisory group. So um, if you think of RSM by design, we have an audit practice, we have a tax practice, and we have a consulting practice. So I'm, I'm the, the third tier there in consulting. And then as you drill down through consulting, uh, specifically all things technical accounting. So uh, we're our practice. I like to say we're you know five years young as opposed to five years old. Um, you know we really came. The genesis of the group was a lot of the new accounting standards, um, but certainly it's you know it's been a quick four or five years. I joined the firm about a year ago. Glad to be part of the uh, the team and the family. And uh, yeah, looking forward to the conversation today. Yeah. So the interesting thing here is you are a technical guy by profession, Correct. and we're going to be talking leadership. And I love that about you. So let's jump into that topic, okay? So let's talk about developing relationships. Let's start with talking about developing relationships with employees. I mean, the last year-ish, 20 months, whatever the number is, it feels like forever, has been a difficult time for us, right? We're all working remotely trying to figure out this new normal. And let, let's face it, the, the dynamic of a, quote, ordinary office relationship doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. So talk about what you're doing uh, at, at RSM and, and why does it matter? Sure, sure. Yeah, it, it's interesting, too, to the point you just made. It's, it's been, I think, depending on the view or depending on the perspective, it's been an interesting and disruptive two years for a lot of people. Um, it's, it's industry agnostic. I know there's certain industries that have been hit harder than others. Um, we find ourselves on the side of just being incredibly, incredibly busy, um, which, which is a good problem to have. But I think where I'm going with that is, you know, that, that while the last two years have been disruptive, um, you can't really control what has happened, um, but you can control your perspective on it, right? Yeah, so, well said. Um, in, in controlling your perspective on it, you know, our core focus has been, okay, with all this disruption, this is our time to shine. This is our time to really not just illustrate our technical capabilities, but our leadership um, as a firm, as a practice line, you know, as a collective group. Um, you know, I think what we, we try to advocate, whether you're a brand new team member, uh, and a lot of times we call you a family member, you know, uh, to TAC or to RSM, or you're someone that's legacy, you're someone that's been a long time. Um, you know, the, the very first thing we tell you, or the very first thing that trait we try to teach you is that, you know, leadership exists at all levels, right? So it's not just senior leadership, there's, there's leadership at all levels, there's different types of leaders. It's also a behavior, it's not a title. And, and I know that sounds, um, it sounds like one of those sayings, right? But it is something that I think we like to strongly advocate that, you know, um, no different than the fact that we don't provide services and solutions, we provide people, right? So, so the, the, the two are connected. We say, listen, it's a behavior that you, we want people to illustrate, 
Um, and, and again, you know, our people are our best uh, asset here. Um, the one last thing I want to mention too, because I just had this conversation this morning, actually, on my way here with uh, a colleague, is, you know, when we talk about all the challenges that that leadership has encountered and navigated over the last year, et cetera, again, one of the overwhelming things that we try to encourage people to do, again, is say whether you're, you know, a junior leader, a senior leader, whether you're new, whether you're legacy with the firm, you know, really the goal, the underlying goal, is to make each individual the best version of themselves. So as as we're, you know serving our clients as we're working on big projects and directives, et cetera. You know, it's, it's always important to say, do we have the hard technical skills? Do, do we understand that, you know, the client we're servicing, et cetera. But then larger scale, it's again, are you, am I helping or am I encouraging you to be the best version of yourself? And if I'm not, tell me what I can do differently. So again, it's all full circle back to, it's about the behavior, not the title. Yeah, and good stuff in there because I, I know you and I know your view and your philosophies and we align on all that. And I've had the privilege of having several of your colleagues on the program over the last few years and, and know the firm pretty well. And this is a firm that really truly gets it. What you're talking about is, is part of the, the DNA of the organization. So when you talk about you know, fostering those mindsets and those relationships and so forth, how does that help to build, I guess, really a new kind of a culture in this environment that we've just lived in? Yeah, yeah, it's 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 very interesting because the the, the culture. So the the culture of the firm, you know, we we we've tried to maintain a constant, but I think you know that the. the the environment in which we operate obviously has changed, right? So, so uh, I like to say I like to kid around that my, my commute is now 15 seconds, right, up and down the stairs, as opposed to an hour and a half into the city or, right. or to Bluebell. So, um, so we got time back, right? That's part of it, right? We got a lot of time back, and it's a question of what you're doing with that time. Um, so, what we're finding is a lot of people found an opportunity to repurpose that time to again invest in some of these these leadership and some of these sort of cultural influential, you know, sort of tasks. So. Um, a great example would be, you know, again, as I think about people that are starting with the firm or people that have been with the firm a long time, you know, they always ask, they say, well, you know, tell me about the RSM culture, tell me about the TAC culture, you know, tell me what the, the, the priorities are and tell me what I should focus on. And with just cutting through all the fat of that question, I would say, we always tell them, listen, if you focus on one thing, if you're successful on one thing over the next six months, it's connectivity. So, you know, and, and with the way that, you know, thank Thank goodness, you know, as disruptive as everything that has happened over the last two years, I can't imagine that this happened 100 years ago because technology has afforded us the ability to connect with our colleagues nationally and, and, and certainly even locally. Um, it allows us to have real-time meetings and still have face-to-face -face, even though it's not live like this. Uh, I'm glad we can do this live now. Yeah. Um, but I think that, you know, technology has afforded us that connectivity or given us another tool. So we tell people, like, listen, you know, you're going you're gonna to figure out how to deliver the service. You're going to, you know, build up your client portfolio. All those things, you know, are sort of organic and you'll, you'll, you'll get there. Um, but the one thing that you need to focus on while you've got the time is just really connecting with your colleagues. So, you know, sometimes it's just setting up simple milestones. You know, make sure, you know, this week you connect with at least one local and one national colleague. Make sure that you develop one new client relationship, just some metrics, something hard to sort of chase after. Um, but that connectivity is key. Now, with that comes a challenge, right, is you have sort of, I guess, different perspectives, to my point earlier, where you have people that have grown acclimated over 20, 30 years to an environment of being live, being in an office, interfacing, going to the boardroom together, um, you know, just having sort of a different dynamic. And then you have, you know, a much younger generation coming right out of university that, you know, essentially has grown acclimated to 
different types of social media and you know things like Zoom and, and FaceTime, like that's a very natural organic thing to them. So you've got sort of these, I wouldn't call it clashing, but these two sort of like, you know, worlds sort of coming together. And then you've got the in-between. I think I could put myself in the in-between. And what, what really happened here is where there was differences, you know, and again, call this a silver lining to everything that happened over the last two years, where there was differences, everything sort of converged. And everybody was sort of forced to accelerate and sort of come together in that same sort of, you know, technology world connect um, and it broadened it broadened the connectivity so we tell people connect it wasn't just go to Bluebell go to Philadelphia go to New York go to Boston meet your local colleagues and partners it was yeah you know talk to the folks in San Francisco talk to the folks down in Florida um, so the relationships and the connectivity that's been built has been so much broader and, and, and in my humble opinion just so much better than it could have ever been if this was three four years ago yep. so there's there's some net positives. There's some net positives that's yep. happened. Bill, for folks who are watching and listening and want to learn more about you, how maybe you can help them with some accounting advisory work, or even just want to talk to you about your leadership style and how they can uh, learn from you, how can they contact you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Always, always welcome a conversation. Always uh, welcome reaching out to me. Um, again, it's William Andreoni. You can reach me at uh, william.andreoni at rsmus.com. You're always welcome to call me directly, 267-221-6889. Again, welcome to the conversation. And you can find him on LinkedIn, too. He looks just like that. Yes. So, Bill, we only have about three minutes to go sure. in this segment, but you said something I want to try and capture in this before we go to commercial break. And that was, you alluded to kind of breaking down the, the geographic boundaries. Yeah. And I know your firm is organized generally in, in regions, as most large accounting firms are. Uh, how important has it been for you guys to kind of tear down those regional walls, if you will? I love this question because, again, I think it's a net positive to everything that's happened. Um, <clears throat> you'll, you'll hear, you know, our, our collective leadership always advocate the fact that, hey, we're a national firm. Regions matter. Regions will always matter. But we've sort of accelerated this national view where we say, listen, we can service you as a client regardless of where you are. So we're region agnostic, you know, to, to use the term. Um, and it's great because I think, again, from an experience, from an opportunity perspective, again, whether you're brand new or you've been with the firm a long time, you have the opportunity to work on clients you may not have had the chance to work on before. Yeah. You have the, you know, the opportunity to learn and grow in, in areas that maybe would have not been existent in your region. So I, I love the national perspective. I love that that's sort of enforced. And I don't see us going back. I think that's going to be a, you know, perpetuated here. As we yep, forward. I happen to agree with you. And on that note, we're going to pause here. Bill, you sit tight. For you watching and listening, don't go anywhere. We're going to pay a few bills, and we'll be right back on Behind the Numbers after this quick break. Watching the game when I saw that they had quick draw from the New Jersey Lottery. I'm hearing we have some footage from inside. And so I was watching my numbers because the more you match, the more you can win, right? And then I realized that I won and everyone inside was going wild. And there you have it. The man who won quick draw and fought a bear. Fought a, fought a what? 
Nothing's more epic than winning Quick Draw. A $1 bet can win up to $100,000. Add bullseye and multiplier and you could win even more. Anything can happen in Jersey. And welcome back to Behind the Numbers. I'm Dave Bookbinder, and today we're talking leadership with my good friend Bill Andrioni, who's the technical accounting consulting, what, TAC? Is that what it stands for? Technical Technical accounting consulting. I got it right. Technical accounting consulting, financial services industry leader at RSM. It's a lot of words for your title. I bet it doesn't even fit on your business card. That's why we use the acronym. <laughs> right. So good, good stuff in the first segment, Bill. And I want to kind of continue the flow of that. When we talked about in the first segment, the development relationships internally, developing leadership styles and skills among your internal staff, right? Yeah. And you and the firm get that you're assets go home every night. It's your people. That's what you're really selling, right. like you said, right. not not a product per right. se. Yeah. So <clears throat> how have those things that you talked about, you know, the relationship development, the building, um, all of the advice that you provided to the the team manifested in client relationships? Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's a great question. And I think it, it's sort of just to maybe start at the 10,000 foot level. The reason, and I'm glad we started with the internal versus external, because our, our clients are mission critical to us. Um, certainly, that that drives forward the firm. Um, but absent our people, you know, having right, you know, the proper leadership, proper direction, proper opportunities, right? You can't serve the client. Yeah. Um, so, so I think in terms of a people first, uh, a team first philosophy, it's something that we take extremely seriously. Um, you know, we want to make sure that people are, are comfortable, that they feel like they have the support, that they they have the direction. And again, it's challenging right now, right? Because I can't walk down the hallway. Well, now I can. But yeah. a few months ago, I couldn't just walk down the hallway and check in on somebody. You can't read body language, right, or mannerisms sometimes. Um, it's tough when you're on the screen. So anyway... Yeah. We're very focused on making sure that everyone has the tools they need to succeed and, and to echo the point I made earlier, be the best version of themselves for the client, right? Um, and, 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 you know, for, for themselves in general. Um, that being said, how does that parlay into the client relationship? Well, clearly, if the people are, are in a good place, you know, we know our clients are going to be well served. Again, it's a philosophy of we're not providing widgets goods, you know, those types of things. It's a service. Yep. So largely, you know, services, sure, there can be tangible deliverables, there's memos and those types of things, but it's the people. So, you know, I was, I was in a meeting yesterday, I'm sure there'll be plenty of meetings going forward where we talk a lot about that, that when we're serving the clients, we're providing the people, we're providing the skills, the expertise. So <clears throat> that being said, you know, part of having good client service and being able to, um, you know, pivot and, and sort of adjust and be agile to the needs is making sure that you're anticipating those needs. So, you know, we, we do have a series of services that we offer as a practice and certainly as a firm, but a large part of what I think, again, the last two years have, have sort of gently reminded us of is the environment can change any second. And, and I, I love it because, you know, when you wake up in the morning and when you're, you know, you're getting ready for the week or the, the year even, you just don't know necessarily what's coming. And, and this has made us better at what we do in serving our clients because a client at any second can decide to do a carve out. They can decide to, you know, have an exit strategy. They can unfortunately have turnover, right? And we have yeah. to react. So if you look at the, the, the manner in which we can react to the client needs today, 
And why that's going so well, it's because we zeroed in and focused on the, on the team first. And we said, again, how do we help support you? How do we help you know, lead? How do we help mentor, coach? The one thing I do want to mention, too, um, we implemented this um, across industries, but um, I know specifically the team and I talk a lot about it in our weekly meetings. We implemented like a, you know, called a, a coaching, a mentorship program. And when you're at RSM, you have uh, what's called a career advisor and you have a navigator. So you're given those tools. But in addition to that, we also have a mentorship program where, again, you have someone who says, listen, you're sitting out in Philadelphia. You're sitting out in Boston. We're all remote. We're not necessarily connected. You have someone that's really attaching at the hip with you and saying, again, how, how's it going? How's everything progressing? And it's very genuine. It's not, I'm going to check in once a week and say, oh, I've been assigned you and how are you doing? Da, da, da. Right. It's very genuine. Um, and that person is, is looking out for your best interest. Again, I'm zeroing in on this because all that parlays over to the client service. The clients have commented many, many times. They can sense that connectivity within the team. They can sense sort of that, 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 that compassion, that family atmosphere with our team. And that carries forward to the client. And again, our ability to pivot quickly. And, when, and again, I was on a phone call here this morning, and, and there's a carve out for a client. And again, they say, we didn't know this yesterday. We have to react to it. There's a holiday coming up. How are we going to pivot? How are we going to work on this? Team came together quickly, knew who to contact, and uh, client's happy. So, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really good stuff. I mean, it's a great case study in everything yeah. that we've always talked about, mm -hmm. right? If you get the people part right internally, it should translate into Absolutely. the customer service piece. So, the folks that work with you and for you um, are certainly fortunate because they're going to get the benefit of your leadership style. But I want you to talk to the people who don't work with you, mm -hmm. the, the young and upcoming leaders, perhaps, who are trying to develop a management style, who have some folks that report into them or aspire to be in that spot. Um, what can you share with them in terms of the things that you've learned, the do's and the don'ts? Yeah, sure. And, and I'm very lucky to, to, to work with my team. It's the other way around. But um, I, I hear you loud and clear. It's, it's, it's definitely, there's, there's a lot of, you know, I, I think our industry is interesting because um, when you think about technical accounting and, and who gravitates towards technical accounting or even consulting in general, right? A lot of us are wired similarly, right? We're technicians. Uh, we're accountants. Um, some of us have finance backgrounds. A lot of our focus from university through career has been on the service, right? It's been on the technical piece. Not everybody has had or had the opportunity or been afforded the opportunity to really have the coaching, the mentoring, the guidance, you know, and, and we're all so busy. You know, you get to 9 or 10 o'clock at night and you're thinking, I don't have time for 30 minutes of X, Y, or Z. So, so my, my words of encouragement are, you know, there's a tremendous amount of great leaders. Um, you know, RSM, absolutely. Beyond RSM, yes, absolutely. The industry is full of them. You know, again, make sure that you're very intentional in, in, in designing some type of cadence where you're touching base with these mentors, these coaches. I think there's often a perception from <clears throat> younger folks in the industry uh, and I, I, I'm guilty of this myself in my first five years of my career. Um, you know, this is where I think I made a mistake. You know, making the assumption that leadership is too busy or this isn't a priority or, um, you know what, there's just too many things going on. I, you know, there's, no, there's not enough time for this. Um, I assure you, um, if you connect with at least one or two people, they will, they will make the time for you. They will, and again, I'm not just talking about RSM, I think broadly. So my words of encouragement are make it intentional, set up the time. Find these individuals. Find the individual that you aspire to. You know, find the, the, the senior person at your firm that you say, that's where I want to be in 10 or 15 years, or that's where I want to be in five years. And, and I'm not saying shadow them, 
But you know, find a path, find a, find a professional path with them, and say, listen, I'd, I'd love to grab coffee, lunch. I'd love to, you know, make time. Again, I know I'm personally guilty of not making enough time on this sometimes. So I've, I have to remind myself every Monday morning, every Friday evening, like you've got you've got to get into this cadence. Um, but that's my words of encouragement. It's really that simple. There's not some massive science or art to it. It is that simple. Be intentional. Get it scheduled. Follow through with it, and you know it'll pay dividends. I promise. Yeah, be intentional. That's a great word. I love that. Um, and and for the folks who are watching and listening, especially the younger ones, I mean, for for a lot of you, it may sound like it's a big ask to uh, to go to someone who is you know, more senior than you. But I, I can assure you, as Bill said, I think most people mm -hmm. really enjoy giving advice and and love the the role of mentor, yeah. whether it's formal or informal. Yeah. They, they, they truly do, and I think that that's actually echoes exactly what I was told many years ago when I pursued um, a leader and said, listen, I, I want to go on the partner path. I want to get to that next step um, you know, in 10, 15 uh, years or, or maybe even a more accelerated path. How do I get there? And, and I think the focus for a lot of people, again, is that technical path. Is I'm going to be an expert in this area. I'm going to be an expert in this area. And that's absolutely a, a requirement. That's absolutely a necessity, and there's value there. But I think when you get to sort of that next level, when you get to that sort of that major milestone of going from, call it a technical advisor to, I want to help run this business. I want to help grow this business. It, it's definitely, it's not a rewiring, but it's a perspective shift. And again, you can control your perspective. Um, it's a perspective shift and you really have to get into the mindset of, okay, what does the firm need? Um, how do I bring the people around me up to the best versions of themselves. And I think, honestly, that is, again, so simple but so complex where people are very successful, they're very technical. Maybe they ask for help, maybe they don't. Hopefully they do. When you sit down with those mentors and the leaders, they're going to tell you that. They're going to say, listen, it's not just about finding guidance and, and, and those types of things, but you've got to think about you can't do it all. You're one individual, and you will burn yourself out if you try to do it all. Um, and I've been down that path. <clears throat> you have to really identify the people around you at all levels, you know, senior, junior, et cetera, and say, again, how am I going to bring these people with me? How am I going to help you know, make them the best versions of themselves? How am I going to bring them up? Because collectively as a group, you know, what's, what's the old saying? It's like, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Yeah. Right. Um, and I'm sorry, I don't know who quoted that, but it's a great quote. And, and I think it's, it's worth saying. Um, so that, that, but that quote says it all, right? Find these mentors and peers, and then you need to become a mentor and peer yourself, right? Bring, bring people with you. And I think that's what being an owner of a business is all about. It's about, you know, who you bring along for the ride. It's not, you know, you individually. Let's talk to that person or persons who are sitting in a professional services or otherwise environment where they're in that role of you know, providing the good or service, right? The, and, but they're thinking aspirationally, they want to become a VP, a partner, whatever the term is for their organization. I've seen the movie so many times in my world in professional services where folks who are really good at what they do, and then they get tapped on the shoulder one day and say, hey, if you want to become a partner in this firm, right. you have to do X, Y, and Z. And you talked about a perspective shift. And I've seen so many times, because they were blinded by that conversation, because they've been focused on task at hand for so long, they were unable to shift their perspective in that moment to pivot, as you like mm -hmm. to say. What advice would you have for those folks so that they don't get blindsided by that conversation, so that they're intentional? Right. 
in working towards that as a goal? How, how do they get that mindset, big picture, when they're in, we'll call it the weeds, and you've got to do this in four minutes or less? Yeah, yeah, no problem. Yeah, well, I've, I've never been told I'm guilty of being concise, and anyone who's, who's watching or, or will be watching this will probably smile when I say that. Um, but I'll do my best to summarize. Yeah, I, I, I do think it's a matter of, I think it's more challenging, in my humble opinion, it's more challenging in, in our practice, you know, and I'll call it our industry, I should say, technical accounting, than in others. Because when you look at people who, who are in marketing or management or uh, other types of industries, and I'm not saying those are any easier or more complex, but technical accountants are just wired a certain way. Oh, yeah. And they're very, very technical, as, yes, they as, are. as you know. Um, and, and, you know, so, so I think the challenge for us, for many of us, is to really broaden and, and, and make those connections in our brain, right? To do that rewiring to say, okay, if I'm going to be the owner of a business versus call it just helping with, call it execution and day-to-day -day operations, ah. you know, I need to... I need to effectively understand what it means to, you know, to, to ge generate revenue, to, to manage risk, to manage margins and all those things. The common denominator across all those things, generate revenue, right? Build the team, et cetera. Again, it all goes back to the people. And, it's, and it all goes back to you can't generate revenue. You can't, you know, generate client satisfaction. You can't mitigate risks of what can go wrong. You can't. Nobody knew COVID was going to happen, right? Yeah. You can't manage around these risks if you're not surrounded by the right people. So I think, I think as you make that mental shift, it doesn't have to be when you're, you know, when you're trying to make partner. It can be going from staff to senior, senior to manager. Yeah. You're making that shift as you sort of work your way up the, the you know, the, call it the, the diagram or, or, or however you want to define it. You have to start to really think about who am I surrounded by, right? Um, I remember growing up, um, I, I think it was my grandfather used to say this, you know, he said, you know, you are who you surround yourself with, right? right? And, yeah, and you're I, a function of the five people you're, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, and, and listen, I, it, it, this is, again, the, the fundamental things, we're all so busy, we want to make it more complicated than it is. It's the fundamentals. If just surround yourself with the right people, um, you know, watch out, you know, for instances where maybe something is going wrong direction or this or that, but surround yourself with the right people. If you surround yourself with the right people at all levels, you know, you support each other, you make each other the best versions of yourself, you will be successful. Yeah. The technical stuff you can learn. You can learn that stuff. Yeah. But focus on the, the development of the soft skills. Yeah. You, you, you said something there and I wrote down the words ownership mindset. And I think mm -hmm. that's the perspective shift that you're not just doing a task, you've got a larger role in that, that perspective shift. Bill, if folks want to learn how they can work with you or get some more insight from you, how can they reach you? Yeah, and again, I'll uh, echo what I mentioned earlier, fully welcome. You can always reach out to me directly via email. Uh, it's william.andreoni uh, at rsmus.com. Always welcome a good phone call. You can call me at 267-221-6889. Again, always welcome a call. Yeah, just not on Sunday mornings, right? Sunday afternoon. There you go. Bill, it's been a pleasure having you here. As always, we're out of time, unfortunately. But thanks for joining us today yeah. on Behind the Numbers and sharing your insights with everyone. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate yeah, it. It's a pleasure. Today we've been talking leadership with a really technical guy who understands the softer stuff, Bill Andrioni, my good friend and tech financial services leader at RSM. Right. My name is Dave Bookbinder, and I'm the person that my clients call when they want to know what their most important assets are worth. Uh, feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Twitter. I also welcome a conversation. Uh, and for those of you watching, listening at home, thank you. As always, we can't do this without you. Please do hit the subscribe button. Feel free to rate, leave a review, and uh, tune in next time. You never know what we're going to get here on Behind the Numbers. Take care, everybody. We'll see you next time.